0: are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound, your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked on Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED On, and you'll get 15% off your next order. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. It is draft week, so we're going to go over our groups, right? First up, we got position in the running back section. We're going to talk about Javante Williams and Michael Carter. Where are they predicted to go in the NFL draft? Are you feeling like they're too high, too low? we we'll love to hear your thoughts and opinions. And then we're going to recap the spring game and recap the Diamond Heels as they clinched the series despite one loss against Miami this weekend. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Happy Monday to all who are listening. Appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedules to make 25 minutes of your day with me it is always a great feeling to know that you are in on the content here and i again appreciate you right so as i mentioned it is draft week some dreams are about to realize for a lot of our guys we got five ones in particular who are going to take their talents to the next level that we can't wait to see hear names get called we are super excited about the fact that our running backs our wide receivers and a couple of our the offenders are going to have their names in bright lights come Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So we'll start off by talking about the running backs, and I know those are the biggest. Um, the, they are the biggest guys to discuss, right? Everyone has been talking about Javante Williams and how much he's been slept on, and could be a sleeper in the draft in terms of he'll go a lot higher than people are expecting, or maybe not. Right Then we got Michael Carter, who has put in the work, made this team what it is, and we'll go through that conversation and talk a little bit. We saw some interviews. If you watch the spring game from home, them talking about their transition going to the league. So let's get right into it. Javante Williams, who runs with extreme power and vision and forced a pile of missed tackles. We saw that especially during that Miami game. He is a guy who put down 19 rushing touchdowns in 2020 some running backs coaches believe he is the best back on the board but they also say he will need to be more consistent in the passing game we know that in this day day and age you can't just be a one-trick pony unless you're by far the best at that trick right like beyond anything you are absolute greatest and we know it's just that everybody has multiple skills right they always tell you you can take one job and be great at that but if you can have some other things to bring to the table. You can write your own ticket. And so Javante definitely has been working on his blocking, definitely has been working on his passing game. And I think he'll be great with the right program and the right system, somebody who can really pour into him. He is a really great compact back with outstanding vision, and he has extreme power and quickness. And I think that, again, he makes guys miss. You have to wrap him up. Of course, when he gets to the big leagues, he's going to have guys who are a lot bigger, a lot faster, what have you. But... At the end of the day, Javante's hungry, and I think you can do anything and make any kind of running back or any player really great when they're willing to put in the work. He just mentioned about how the transition of going to his freshman year to his junior year, working with a guy like Michael Carter, you know, really echoing how much Michael has meant to him, you know, just in terms of pouring into him, being in that running back's room with all the other guys and coach and just feel finding out who he is mentally day in and day out. And I think it's shown, the progress has shown. And again, we talk, we're we going to talk about Chazer throughout this week, but a lot of things we harp on is about ceiling being the roof, and you really just don't know what these guys' ceilings are. And I think that Javante is Javante's best weapon, right? He knows how great he can be, and the right person is going to bring that out of him. And I look forward to him being one of the best drafts backs drafted. I think he's in the conversations with the Najee Harris's and the Travis Etienne's, and he's just gonna have to prove himself day in and day out. And that's what Carolina guys do, especially because you know they're just now building that Carolina football name, but it certainly hasn't been one that has been a top of conversation. But if you think about my guys like Michael Carter, very much on brand for that story, right? He came in, hurt it, got hurt, right? He suffered a knee injury his junior year at high school bounced back and became one of the best. And I think he's always been dealing with lingering pains. But the first two years, winning two, three in two games, it's it's hard to get motivated, right? <laughs> you got to have a little bit of a reality check when it comes to being in the spotlight. And I think that ultimately when... Michael got to Carolina he wanted to make a difference and him and Durante had just beca- just became an amazing tandem right they set NCAA records when they combined for 544 yards rushing against them at, at the Miami game then they were able to put Michael was able to display more of his skills at the Senior Bowl, and really just solidify, put that stamp on what Mac Brown and everyone else has been saying about him. He's another guy that, in the on the under the right system, he can be like a Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard, where he's just great. He's a consistent back. He gives you what you need every single play couple of downs here and there. He makes guys miss. He's very patient back. And I think that he's ultimately going to give me some sort of Alvin Kamara vibe, right, where he's going to take the time. And once he does, he figures out that passing game. He's going to be unstoppable. He's going to make O-lines, who really are great at what they do, look even better. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play on Sundays. He topped 20 receptions in three seasons and averaged 6.6 carries per 6.6 yards per carry over his career. He will definitely stick his nose in there on pass protection and can return kicks. So they are considering him in a high value player and me too. <laughs> I'm super excited to see Michael play because again, it takes more than just, Being good on the field, but how you can be in the locker room. And I know this is not the right sport, but to the side, you look at Theo Pinson, who's been in the news a lot for the Knicks and what he brings to his teammates. Sometimes it's bigger than ball, right? That's how you stay on rosters when you're able to get in the right situation, lean into the right people, and maybe you're not the superstar, but you're you're going to be next to greatness. You're going to be trained next to greatness, and when called upon, you're going to do what you have to do. Now, Michael Carter's good in his own right, right? But I think he can also help elevate other people's games, which is what ultimately you want, again, in any type of running back or any type of offensive weapon system. So I'm looking forward to seeing where Michael will go. He is predicted to go 89th, right, in some drafts that we've seen. I also have seen as high as 59th. And when it comes to Javante, I've seen him as low as 34. I've seen him as high as 25. Who knows? Javante Williams being a first-rounder will be kind of lit. Because I think, again, a lot of people have slept on Javante and didn't exactly feel like he was, he's was he been in the topic of conversation. And then he really just jumped on the scene. And I know as much as we talk about 2020 being rough for a lot of people, that was probably Javante's best year. And that there was ever a time to come out, like, had he considered staying, I don't know that he would have had the same kind of spotlight, energy, people really gl- getting a glimpse of him. Because beyond the opt-outs or just the way, the craziness of what 2020 was, Javante really came on the scene and in a great way and was doing everything that we all know, right? We've seen it, but to get more notoriety has certainly been a nice bonus. So again, looking for those guys to go in the first, second rounds and third round even. It's going to be a great day for the Tar Heels, right? And if you are looking to uh, just bet on the draft, you have multiple opp- opportunities to do, that when- do so when you go to betonline.ag. The baseball season is a full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has – A ton of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. I don't know if you guys are big derby people, but I mean, let's let's get in on the action. (laughs) That is a top-notch betting event. Get all the news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and even UFC and MMA. MMA action. Don't know if you guys saw the past UFC matchup this weekend, but I was intense. I'm not a big MMA UFC person. I don't really enjoy seeing people get pounded in the face, <laughs> you know, but I just catch it I catch it on the timeline. I keep scrolling, I'm like, oh okay, he won. Shout out to him. Right, cool. But before the next pitch, head over to Bed Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the greatest sporting news. Sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs into the playoffs. It is going to soon be the dog days of summer, so we can't wait to see more action for the MLB and other sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Draft Podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes Podcast for the latest draft news and stay tuned for more information about our live NFL Draft coverage. So we have the spring game this past weekend. It was not exactly ideal as the rain decided to make an appearance. It was not fun for those, but and maybe it was for some. Maybe some people enjoy staying outside being wet. I personally, even though I'm a swimmer, people are like, okay, is he love? no. I love being wet in the pool, swimming, exercising, cool. But like in my dry clothes, like getting wet, sitting outside, it's mm, not, not my favorite. <laughs> not my favorite whatsoever. It is more of an enjoyable time when it's nice and sunny, catching vibes catching rays all that good stuff I think I'm a much better fit for things of that nature now people who also probably just weren't exactly excited to stand in the rain had some key players not playing as I mentioned Brian Anderson was at a wedding but Joffrey Brown Storm Duck, Jos Zudu, Tamari, and Toman Fox were out. Jonathan Kim was out. Jeremiah Gimmel, AJ Beattie, Bo Corrales, Wisdom as Az- a Boro. Okay. And Jay Von Terry were out for the day. And so those are some key guys that we had mentioned last week as being key returners. And I think that they were essential <laughs> to what we wanted to see. But nonetheless, we are certainly glad we got to see some highlights from some of our young guys. Ritzy, Robin Dilworth, Eugene Santi. Those guys certainly had themselves a day in defense in general because the game opened up and you think, oh, Sam Howell is about to just blow it away. But well, she had some good plays. We're not going to lie. Josh Downs, Emery Simmons had some great 50 50 balls, but also. The defense was doing their thing. We're not even going to sleep on them, right? I think when it comes to highlighting some other key players, why didn't y'all tell me how good Drake May was? Like, obviously, it's in the family. I understand the athleticism is there. Like, I'm not going to, you know, hate on my hands, right? But ultimately, I was, I was very impressed. <laughs> I, was like, I was impressed with his quickness. I was impressed with his ability to, like, his throwing ability. I think he underthrew some balls, right, missed his receivers. I don't know if we blame the rain or you know, blame the vision, right? <laughs> he executed a play. He did his best to execute some plays. But I think ultimately we have understood why Sam is our guy, right? And so listening to Sam – I think that you—I don't know how you don't buy in because I think when he was talking about the goals and, of course, they were telling talking about the Heisman and being potentially having an undefeated season. Sam pretty much kept it real. Like, listen, I have about the biggest goals anybody. Nobody goes harder for myself than me. Nobody wants things at an elevated level as I do, which we all know when you're a certain level, certain type of athlete, of course you got goals that you envision and aspire for. You don't necessarily share those with the world, but that's what you want to do for yourself. So I think he puts pressure on himself enough to where – All the outside noise doesn't really matter. He understands the ramifications or what could be of this year should he put in the right work and help his teammates. And he's going to need help from guys like Josh Downs and Emory Simmons and Antoine Green. They're going to all have to be on their P's and Q's and make sure that we get Sam that high. I mean, period. That's just the end of the subject. But we also got to make sure that our O-line is Josh Zudu and Brian Anderson are doing what they got to do to make sure that our guy gets plenty of time. Because I think at some point, you have to wonder, (laughs) when are we going to pour into our trenches? I think that's always been the Achilles heel for the Carolina Tar Heels, is that O-line can hit or definitely miss, (laughs) right? We've always had strong defense, always had decent quarterbacks and receivers but when it came to offensive line it's never been our strong suit but i'm thinking that maybe this year will be a little bit different again defensively we heard from jeremiah gimmel talking about his young boys and i think it's so cute how you know upper class will talk about their their younger teammates as if they're like so much older and they're just so much more so much more wise but oh all right we'll, we'll give it to them right but pouring into those guys and talking about how like he's totally fine with not being in the game and cheering on the young ones and making, seeing them do great plays and putting it all together, right? And again, everybody knows Jeremiah. He was an essential key to last season. But a unique story that we heard over the interview was about how hard he went about the Texas A&M game in terms of being feeling away about losing. Because he mentioned how everyone, you know, wrote Carolina off being in the Orange Bowl. Nobody thought Carolina was going to win, and we all—I mean, listen—we knew it was going to be difficult. Was there a chance? There's always a chance, right? That's just how there's like two percent chance of your favorite team making the playoffs. There's always a chance, but Carolina certainly had a chance to win that Texas A&M game in that Orange Bowl, and so not getting it through, not doing finishing the job I think was the right type of energy that Jeremiah conveyed and made sure that he talked to his fellow teammates like put that head up because you literally were in the fight but also know that you have to finish the fight you have to finish the job and you have to be upset and hungry to go into next season wanting to be better than you were and prove everyone wrong because everyone still does not think that you are where you need to be and for all intents and purposes you still have an L on the column So yeah, you did not finish a job like you needed to. So I think that's all the motivation that's needed to get this season done. Undefeated season? Who knows? I said they're going to go undefeated last year. Had they not choked against FSU and Virginia, we'd be having a different conversation. But, you know, here we are. I don't think – I think they probably would have been a different, a different bowl game had they beat Texas a and I mean, had they beat Virginia and LSU. I think we would have had a different bowl game conversation. Now, could they have choked in a higher bowl, maybe at the ACC tournament, and gone on to one of the four of the college football playoffs? Who knows? But the ceiling is the roof for Carolina football. They only know how good they could be. They just cannot mess up key games. they got to get to the ACC championship. That's just like a done deal given right? Have to to get back there. And then we'll just work our way from that point, right? So I hope the guys are ready, locked and loaded. They have their game faces on because they're going to need it. More importantly, I hope they're staying right. And listen, in order to get right for the season, I'm going to have to go ahead and get myself in shape, right? Covering games is not an easy feat. So what do I do? I lean on great treats that keep me fit and toned. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors. It's 100% covered in chocolate. How could you not love that? It's even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Bilt Bar because it is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked on NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikema and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow Locked on NFL Draft podcast on the on that Odyssey There it is app or wherever you get podcasts. So, Carolina Diamond Heels, you know how to mention them because you know this is a Justice Thompson stand account. The Heels clinched the series in a doubleheader sweep on Friday, but then dropped a Sunday afternoon game 8 to 1 against the Miami Hurricanes. Justice Thompson was on a tear going 3 for 4 with a double in his last 10 contests. He is 14 for 35 with a double, two home runs and 9 RBI. So he was 4 at bats, 3 hits, 1 run, okay? But then in the bottom of the first inning, Thompson hit a double through the left side and scored on Serretti's RBI single. The Hurricanes broke through in the second inning with two RBI singles to left center. And then Miami just (laughs) kind of went on a tear. Not going to hold you. (laughs) Extending the lead 7-1. to It was all Miami for the rest of the night, ending up 8-1 and to finish the heels off. And again, we'll take two out of three. Ain't bad. Right. we'll under we'll get that a sweep. Sweep was even better. And again, it's not like we're above it because let's not sleep. We were definitely winning at the beginning of the year. We were we were taking it to teams all three games, all three times. We're all feeling really good. Then my nerves got bad and went on a little slump, but we're going to get back right. We're going to do what we need to do to get back right. Carolina takes on Charlotte, UNC Charlotte, tomorrow at 6 p.m. back at Baltimore Stadium on Bryson Field. So make sure you guys go support that if you can. Should be some good weather, good vibes. You know, April showers always going to be up in the air. Can't believe it's the end of April. Can we talk about it? April really, it was a blink. And sometimes we talk about February being one of the fastest months, but I swear to you, April has probably been one of the fastest months. And maybe it's moving more because 2020 was just like, God, if we can ever get out of April 2020, I'll be so satisfied And then now it's like, oh, 2021 was not playing games. And here we are (laughs) ready for what almost is summertime gearing up for football fall. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a vibe. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good about Carolina's chances for a great season on the football field. And I just think that maybe we can get some college world series action for the Diamond Heels. Just never know. It's all going to be one game, one swing, one home run at a time, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to covering for you guys. This is my last week covering the heels. We'll talk about it more throughout the week. Super excited, though. Super excited to get dropped hints every single day about where I'm going, what's next, all good things, but I'm pumped, and I hope you will be too. All right, so come back tomorrow because we got to talk about our wide receivers going to the league. I'm going to give you some inside scoops on De'Ami Brown, Daz Newsome, right? Where are they going? Where are people predicting that they may or may not fall? All of that good stuff. Go over some other key players from the spring game. Who do we like? Who we need to pray for? All that good stuff. We'll have that for you tomorrow. Make sure you stay smart and safe out there. Please wear your mask, wash your hands, get that. Do whatever you got to do. Whatever you believe in, get it done. Okay, let's get back outside. Hope you guys have a great rest of your evening. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.